0: Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is how I record my podcast and it has everything that I need. I've edited and added music all right from my phone. So, get started with Anchor today. Hello everyone, this is Crystal and welcome back to All Things Dark Podcast. Oh, we're finally into ten year, and so I'm going to have episodes for you tonight, tomorrow, and on Halloween itself. I was actually going to do a different episode than the one I'm doing tonight, but I thought about it, and this is perfect. This is a perfect episode for the season. I am talking about the witch trials. Now, I'm not calling them the Salem witch trials because we're actually going to be talking about English witch trials as well, because there seems to be some mix up between the two. I've noticed when people talk about the witch trials, they talk about how we burned witches. And we didn't really burn witches here, that was more of an English witch trials thing. Here we had other methods of taking down these quote witches. Um, And so I think it's important that we learn that that didn't actually happen here, and that there actually was trials in England as well. And so we're gonna, Cover both of them. I'm not going to talk about the English witch trials nearly as much as the witch trials because I'm in America and I know more about the witch trials here than I do the English witch trials, and I feel like if I try to cover both of them in length, this episode would be way too long. So before we get started, I just want you to know that I go through and I try to find as much information as I can for each episode, and I know I probably miss some things or I get some things wrong. I'm human. And we all make mistakes, and I ask if you notice a mistake in an episode, please don't hesitate to go over to the All Things Dark Podcast Facebook page and correct me on that. I will not get offended, I promise. So if I get anything wrong here in this episode, let me know, and I will make a correction when I can. So, as I was researching, there are various sources that said that over 200 people were accused of witchcraft during the Salem Trials. And not everyone who was accused of witchcraft was actually hunted down and brought to trial. For some reason, they ignored some of these accusations. But out of those 200, between 140 and 150 were arrested and tried during the witch hunt. We know that the court records are probably not complete. A lot of them have gotten lost. But I was able to find what looked like an almost complete list of the victims. And these are in alphabetical order. And I want to read them to you because I feel like it's really, really important that we never forget who these people are because they were innocent. They were accused of witchcraft because of various things. And mostly it was because they wanted their land or their money or because it was something as simple as one of their neighbors didn't like them. So I think it's important that we do not lose these names. I think it's very important that we remember their names. So here are their names. Arthur Abbott, Nehemiah Abbott Jr., John Alden Jr., Abigail Baker, Mary Baker, William Baker Sr., William Baker Jr., Sarah Bassett, Sarah Bibber, Bridget Bishop, Sarah Bishop, Mary Black, Mary Bradbury, Mary Bridges Sr., Mary Bridges Jr., Sarah Bridges, Hannah Bromage, Sarah Buckley, George Burroughs, Candy, Martha Carrier, Richard Carrier, Sarah Carrier, Thomas Carrier Jr., Athea Carter Sr., Elizabeth Carey, Sarah Churchill, Mary Clark, Rachel Clinton, Sarah Coice, Sarah Cole of Len, Sarah Cole of Salem, Elizabeth Colson, Giles Corey, Martha Corey, Deliverance Mary D. Rich, Elizabeth Dicer, and Doliver, Lydia Dustin, Sarah Dustin, Danielle Amos, I hope I say that right, Rebecca Amos, Mary Estee, Esther Elwell, Martha Emerson, Joseph Emons, Philip English, Thomas Ferrer, Edward Farrington, Abigail Faulkner Sr., Faulkner Sr. Not Faulkner. sorry, Abigail Faulkner Sr., Dorothy Faulkner, Elizabeth Fostick, Ann Foster, Nicholas Frost, Eunice Fry, Dorcas Good, Sarah Good, Mary Green, Elizabeth Hart, Martha Haas, Hawks, Sarah Hawks, Dorcas Hoare, Abigail Hobbs, Deliverance Hobbs, William Hobbs, Elizabeth Howe, Elizabeth Hubbard, Frances Hutchins, Mary Ierson, John Jackson, Sr., John Jackson, Jr., George Jacobs, Sr., George Jacobs, Jr., Margaret Jacobs, Rebecca Jacobs, Elizabeth Johnson, Jr., Elizabeth Johnson, Sr., Rebecca Johnson, Stephen Johnson, Mary Lacey, Sr., Mary Lacey, Jr., John Lee, Mercy Lewis, Jane Lilly, Mary Martson, Susanna Martin, Sarah Moray, Rebecca Nurse, Sarah Osborne, Mary Osgood, Alice Parker, Mary Parker, Sarah Peace, Joan Penny, Hannah Post, Mary Post, Susanna Post, Margaret Prince, Benjamin Proctor, Elizabeth Proctor, John Proctor, Sarah Proctor, William Proctor, Anne will Wilmot Red, Sarah Rice, Susanna Roots, Henry Salter, John Saudi, Margaret Scott, Anne Sears, Susanna Sheldon, Abigail Solms, Martha Sparks, Mary Taylor, Tabitha, Tituba, I hope I say this right, sorry, Tituba, Job Tukey, Mary Tooth Haker, Roger Toothaker. Joanna Taylor, Martha Taylor, Mercy Wardwell, Samuel Wardwell, Sarah Wardwell, Mary Warren, Sarah Wilde, John Willard, Sarah Wilson Jr., Mary Witheridge. If I said some of those names wrong, I'm so sorry. It's no disrespect on my part. That is a lot of names. <coughs> and another misconception I think that we have about the witch trials is that it was just women. And not just women, but young women. And that couldn't be further from the truth. A majority of these people were middle-aged and had done absolutely nothing. But the hysteria had taken over and they were unfortunately victims of that hysteria. And I think another misconception is that it was just women, and it wasn't. It was also men, as you saw from this list. That is a lot of things. That is a lot of people accused of doing things that they hadn't done. I think when we look back on it in the time that we live, we're appalled by this. We see it for what it was. It was hysteria, and it was driven by the leaders of these people. People like Increase and Cotton Mather. And they used these people's religious beliefs against them. If we're being honest, it was pretty freaking evil. They used religion to get these people worked into a frenzy. I'm laughing because this is awful. They used religion to get these people worked into a frenzy. So they would murder their neighbors. And a lot of times it was for land, or money, or both, or maybe you didn't like your neighbor. So, let's get into the meat of this. The witch trials began during the spring, around the spring of 1692. And it started because a group of young girls in Salem Village, there in Massachusetts, claimed that they had been possessed by the devil and started to accuse several women of witchcraft. These were all local women. This, of course, caused that hysteria that I keep talking about. All throughout colonial Massachusetts, people were terrified. They were scared to the point that they actually brought on a special court. They convened this court in Salem so they could hear the cases against these people. And the first convicted witch was a Bridget Bishop. And she was hung that June of 1962 for witchcraft. 18 others would follow her, and they would be hung at what came to be known as Salem's Gallows Hill. As I said, there were more than 150 men, women, and even children accused of this, and they would all be accused over the next several months. So, can you imagine just going about your day-to-day life, and then all of a sudden, you're standing in front of this special court being accused of being a daughter or son of the devil, and some of these children. By that September of 1692, the hysteria finally started to die down. I, you know, it, People started realizing, this is really wrong. And so public opinion began to turn, and the Massachusetts General Court later annulled the guilty verdicts against those people and they granted uh, they granted immunities and they granted all this stuff to their families but by this time their families were like this is a little late this is a little late and we no longer trust you we no longer trust you as our neighbors we no longer trust you as our friends and they even turned against some of their own family because some of their family were these people of being witches. And so at this point, there was just a huge rift in Salem and in Massachusetts, the colony of Massachusetts as a whole. They had every right to be bitter and they had every right to be angry. All of this, for the most part, was about greed on their leader's parts. And the people who had family members or who themselves were accused knew this. They knew that they hadn't done these things and that it was wrong. But you know what? At the same time, I kind of can't blame the ordinary, everyday people for this because, again, they were having their religious beliefs used against them to turn against their neighbors. And let's face it, this was not a time where they could just click on a computer and say, hey, is witchcraft real? Hey, is my neighbor a witch? Hey, do I have to worry about being cursed? They couldn't do that. They didn't have that option. They didn't have the option to say, is witchcraft dark magic or are witches good or... They didn't have the ability to do any of that. We now would be able to click on our computer and see that magic is only bad if the user wields it for bad. But They didn't have that ability. So it was really the belief in the supernatural and specifically the devil that brought harm to these people. The leaders of this village were able to manipulate these people by using superstition and fear of the devil against them. It is crazy the way that they were able to do this, right? It is. Crazy the way that they were able to just say, This is the work of the devil. Because if you remember, a lot of these were Puritan communities. So they were were really very, very strict religious. And they were able to to manipulate them and use that against them and say, See, you say you believe in God, but you've allowed the devil to come into our into our village and now he's People. He got a hold of these young girls and he showed them that these people are his sons and daughters and they're doing his bidding and they're right here amongst us. So where is your faith? This, of course, was easy to do and what helped along was the fact that they had just got out of a war, the British and the French and the American colonies, and they also had a smallpox epidemic, and of course there was attack by Native Americans, so these people were already on edge anyway, and they were able to manipulate them and use that fear to get what they wanted. And that's exactly what the Salem witch Trials was about. They would throw people into the river with their hands and feet tied. Giles Corey, they laid him down and they put stones on his chest and They kept adding weight until he took home because he would not admit that he was a witch. He had, in fact, actually said his wife before that Martha was a witch. Martha Corey, Giles Corey, accused his own wife, and then he realized that the Salem Witch trials were ridiculous and that he wasn't going to play another part in it and he wouldn't accuse other people. And so, he himself was accused of being a witch. And when he refused to be guilty. He really didn't give a plea deal at all. He didn't give any deal at Like, there was, he pretty much just was silent on the whole thing. He refused to be a part of it. He wanted nothing to do with it. And they tortured him by putting heavy stones onto his chest and adding more and more weight until he finally died because he refused to play their game. And that's exactly what it was. He refused. He told them he was not going to do that, and they killed him for it. absolutely it's just crazy it's crazy and the more you think about it the crazier it is because these days we'd be like oh so our neighbor carries a witch cool for the most part that's our attitude about it now we're kind of let people live as long as they're not harming you attitudes now they didn't have those attitudes back then they were taught that things that did not abide by the Bible were bad and that's exactly how they were able to manipulate them. But during my research, I also found out that there may have actually been a scientific explanation that could have happened with the young girls. Maybe they were not manipulated by their leaders. Maybe something scientific was going on. So, they're saying, Science Magazine said that there was strange affliction suffered by those bewitched in Salem in 1692. And they, they published a study and in 1976 they cited that the fungus ergo found in rye, wheat, and other cereals could actually cause symptoms such as delusions, vomiting, and muscle spasms. So scientific ma- Science Magazine actually thinks that there could be a scientific explanation for why these girls started acting this way. I have always been of the mind that they were manipulated by the leaders, but maybe there is a scientific explanation. I don't know. Who knows, we don't know. Maybe these girls did get a hold of some bad lie or some bad wheat and start hallucinating and then the leaders manipulated it. But I'll tell you what, I am never going to change my mind that leaders like Increase and Cotton Matter took advantage of the situation. No matter what started it, you will never change my mind whatsoever because they used religion to corral these people into fear and nothing will change my mind on that. Because if you read into these trials, it was all based around them worshiping the Devil. So let's talk a little bit more about the trials themselves. In January of 1962, a 9 year old little girl by the name of Elizabeth Paris, also known as Betty, and an 11 year old by the name of Abigail Williams who happened to be the daughter and niece of Samuel Paris, who was the minister of Salem, they began to have fits. And these included violent contortions, uncontrollable outbursts, screaming and yelling. And so they brought in a doctor by the name of William Griggs and he diagnosed bewitchment. Think about, th- think about that, if a doctor came to us and said, your child's bewitched today, we'd be like, You crazy? (laughs) What's wrong with my kid? But not then. They didn't question him. They did not question him at all. They just took his words. They took his word for it, and they decided this is what was going on. And other young girls in the community also began to exhibit similar symptoms. This included Ann Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren just imagine what you would do if your little girl started contorting and screaming and yelling and then having these visions that her neighbors, your neighbors, were witches and were practicing witchcraft and cursing you. What would you do? And then the leadership brings in a doctor who says, this is the witch now Remember, this is in the 1600s. So what would you do? Odds are you're going to believe your leaders, right? You're going to say, oh my gosh, this is the work of the devil, we are in danger, right? Because you're witnessing your daughters going through this. And again, maybe science magazine is right. Maybe there really was a scientific explanation for this, and then the leaders exploited it. They were able to bring that fear factor and that spiritual factor and that supernatural factor and anything so they could control the masses. Because think about it, they got a lot of land and a lot of money after killing these people or accusing these people of witchcraft so in late february there were arrests that were issued for the paris caribbean slave to oh my gosh i really hope i'm saying that right along with two other women one who was the homeless beggar sarah good and the other who was poor and elderly sarah osborne now i know that i mentioned land, and now you're thinking okay well this person was homeless and this person was poor but they all weren't. Uh, many of these people did have some land or some money that leaders could get their hands on if they were accused. So, these three women that I just mentioned were told you bewitched these girls. They accused you of bewitching them. You're arrested for witchcraft. Can you imagine the fear? This is just you're again you're just minding your own business and then you're being drugged out of your home, being accused of being a witch. So these three women were drugged before the magistrates, Jonathan Corin and Jonathan Hawthorne, and they were questioned. And even as their accusers appeared in the courtroom in just hysteria, they were spasming and contorting and screaming and withering. They stood their ground for the most part. Good and Osborne denied the guilt, their guilt. They said, we are not guilty. We are not going to confess to something that we did not do. You pretty much have lost your mind. But unfortunately, to Tibba, she confessed. And I say unfortunately because this confession most likely was because she was hoping to save herself from certain convictions by acting as an informer, right? So she's thinking in her mind, if I confess and I start conforming against other, quote, witches, maybe I can save myself from death. Maybe I can tell them about other witches. And so she said, there were other witches acting alongside her in service to the devil against Puritan's. So in her bid to save herself, she got a lot more people convicted, again, out of fear. This was out of fear. She didn't want to die. She most likely knew these accusations were BS, but she didn't want to die. So she did the one thing she thought she could do to save herself. Oh yeah, I'm guilty and I can tell you about all these other witches. So now hysteria is spreading in that community and throughout the rest of Massachusetts. And so, around that time, there were others accused, including Martha Corey, Gail Corey's wife, and Rebecca Nurse. Before this, both of these women were regarded as, uh, regarded as upstanding members of their churches and communities. And yet, here they are being accused of witchcraft. Here they are being told that they are working alongside the devil and that they know it and that God is rebuking them and they're bad people. But here is something crazy. Not only were Martha Corey and Rebecca Nurse accused at this point, but so was the four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good. Let that sink in. These people accused Birth. Someone who is barely feeding herself of being a witch. That is. I'm just to take a deep breath. That is absolutely insanity. That is insane. How is a child doing anything to harm anyone? So, there were more people accused. I mean, just more names are coming in and coming in. And several of these other people who were accused also confessed and named others. Again, to try to save themselves, these people are probably in fight or flight mode, and they are fighting. They are saying, fine, yep, I'm doing this, and here are the names of other witches. And so, the trials Again, and it overwhelmed their justice system. That's pretty much the only cases they were seeing around this time was witch trials. In May of the year of, uh, 1692, William Phipps is the newly appointed governor of Massachusetts, and that is when he ordered the establishment of a special court of lawyer to hear. To decide what's going to happen. They are to preside over these cases and these cases were coming from Sulphic, Essex, and Middlesex counties. So they were given those counties and they were told, you are the Court of Oyer and you are to preside over all of these cases. And these shall be presided over by, Hawthor- by Judges Hawthorne, Samuel, Seawall, and William Stoughton. So you have this this board, of sorts this court, and these three judges, and they are the deciding factor of if if you say that you are accused of this, they are the deciding factor of you live or die. They're deciding if you are a witch or you are not, based on hysteria. court convenes, and they hand down the very first conviction against Bridget Bishop on June 2nd, and they hung her just eight short days later at the Gallows. Just eight short days later, they took her to Gallows Hill, and they hung her. She didn't stand a chance against this mob. There was no way that she was ever going to be able to argue her way out of that. Five more people were hung at Gallows Hill in July. Five in August and eight more in September. They are killing people quickly. They're pretty much going, yep, you're a witch, die, and then killing them. In addition to those who were hung, seven other accused which is, died in jail while waiting for their trials, or after they were convicted. They were just left in there to die. You know, their conditions in those jails were horrid. And they sat in there and they suffered and they died. Now, Giles Corey, he was elderly. He and Martha were elderly. And as I said, he refused, he refused to Participate in anything. He, like I said, he realized that these witch trials were nonsense, and he he pretty much told them to f off, and that's when they killed him. And they were an elderly couple. He and his wife Martha were elderly. They were elderly. They didn't do anything. The only thing that Giles did, okay, was that he was accused of killing a neighbor, I believe. Sorry, I'm trying to remember myself off the top of my head. I don't have a note in front of me, but he's accused of killing someone, and he was let off. And people believe that it's because he paid to be let off. There's no proof of this. It sounds to me like the court just simply found him not guilty, and people were bitter over that, and they were angry over that. And that is the problem that they have with Giles. But honestly, the court found him not guilty, and people didn't think justice was served. I don't know. Maybe he did kill them, because... He was known to have a temper. But at the end of the day, the court found him not guilty, and people wanted to. He wanted. They wanted to get revenge on him, I think. And they did. They got it in the ultimate form by accusing him of witchcraft after he accused his wife of witchcraft. In the hysteria, he accused his own wife of being a witch. And then he himself is accused of being a witch. As you know, The witch trials, they're still famous to this day. We have never forgotten them. And though we look at them in a different light, I've heard people say that they can understand why they believed it. And that, that was just the times. But I will say this, we can never let hysteria like that encompass us again. So many people Taken from their families. So many families lost members of their family. So many lives were torn apart because, really, again, it comes down to hysteria and spiritual abuse. In my opinion, it was spiritual abuse. They were spiritually abusing these people by using their faith against them. And so the legacy lives on. And Cotton Mather warned. Of the dubious value of spectral evidence, or testimony about dreams and visions. But his concerns went largely unheeded, although he was very much involved in the witch trials. Okay, Cotton. An Increase matter, who was the president of Harvard and, of course, Cotton's father, later joined his son in urging that the standards of evidence for witchcraft must be equal to those for any other crime, including that it would be better that 10 suspected, witches may escape the one innocent person to condemn. But if you know anything about Increase, before that, he was off for the trials. The Increase, the, the matters were known for being for being really involved in this. And I think it's great that they kind of, later on, went. they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe we should slow down. But Increase Cotton was also very much involved in hurting the Native Americans because of faith. He believed that the white man had rights to land. This was not a nice person. Don't don't let him fool you. Just because he and his son later on said, stop, stop, this doesn't sound right, they weren't good people. They were not good people at all. It was only after everyone started to realize the mistakes that they had made that they spoke up kind of toward the middle-ish end of all this. It was a little late. Too many families were already torn apart. So, public support is waning and the trials are, in their mind, they are not good. Governor Phipps actually dissolves the court of lawyer in October and mandated that its successor disregard spectral evidence. But the trials continued they did not have as much intensity but they did continue until early of the year of 1693 and Mary Pipps had pardoned and released all those imprisoned and witchcraft charges but again this was going on for a year almost it's a little late it's a little late for all the leadership to go you know maybe this isn't the way to do this Maybe this is wrong. How many people were accused? How many people were jailed? How many people were looked at with suspicion by their neighbors? How many people lost members of their families? It's a tiny bit too late. Tiny bit too late, in my opinion. So let's skip to 1697, January of that year. The Massachusetts General Court declared a day of fasting for the tragedy of the silent witch trials, and they would go on to deem the trials unlawful, and the leading justice, Samuel Seawall, publicly apologized for his role in that process. But again, the damage lingered, the community was broken, they, there was no trust, there was bitterness, there was hate, I mean, you turned neighbor upon neighbor. You were telling people to turn their neighbors in if they suspected them of witchcraft. But they didn't see it that way. They saw it as we're rectifying our mistakes. Massachusetts Colony passed legislation restoring the good names of the condemned and providing financial restitution to their heirs in 1711. 1711 is when you all decide that now's the time to do this. And let me tell you, their descendants still hurt from this. I have seen people who are descendant of these so-called witches talk about how these stories were passed down in their families and it still hurts. No amount of money and no amount of apologizing can ever fix what happened in 1692. Never. You're never, never, never going to be able to fix what you did. And unfortunately... the damage was done and there's no fixing that. There's no, there's no going back and saying, here's some money. We're sorry that we hung or threw your family member in a river or put stones on her chest. We're sorry that we allowed hysteria to get the better of us. We apologize for, you know, murdering your family. I mean, It took out. Some families lost more than one member and now they're just like, oops, maybe we shouldn't have done that. As for the English witch trials, the king led those, and that's where they burned witches. And I'm not gonna get into that. I'm just going to make a quick note that their witch trials were just as bad as ours. And they had monarchy behind them over there had the monarchy saying find these witches we need to bring these witches out into the open and they were burning people and they were accusing people and again it was neighbor against neighbor do you see the implications here of how easy it is to turn people against each other by using religion they were able to say you believe in god then you need to turn on your neighbor and you need to tell us if you see them acting funny You need to tell us if you see them cursing people or doing things they're not supposed to do. And just like that, they had people willing to do that out of fear. Out of fear. And young girls, I was going to say they were used to do this, but again, let's go back and say maybe something scientific was happening. Either way, they used what was happening to these young girls to start this ball rolling. They took what these young girls were going through and they said, let's use this to bring out these witches. Let's use this to get fear going. And again, many of you may disagree with me, but I think this was a power move. They saw an opportunity and they grabbed onto it. And when they realize that they made a mistake, they try to apologize for it. And I'm glad that they gave restitution to the families. But as I said, I have spoken to people who are descendants of the victims. And they are still not healed. Because this is a lasting legacy. Again, just imagine you're out there milking your cow. Or you're tending your garden. Or you're just in your yard with your family. And one of your family members is drug away and you ask what they've done, and they tell you they've been accused of witchcraft. And all it took was some young girl screaming and yelling and saying that the devil was using you to do his bidding. That's all it took. That is all it took. And even when some of the leaders who were helping you accuse these people of witchcraft, even when they start saying, maybe we shouldn't do this, the trial still went on. What evidence, could, if they were saying, don't use spectral evidence, what evidence could they have had against these people, right? What we saw Mary Taylor come out of the woods with a guy, or or your cow got sick when Sarah walked by and so that made her a witch, what evidence could they have possibly have had against these people, because I don't really see what these people could have been doing that made them so bad, other than the fact that there was rivalries between these people anyway, or you saw them as old and you could get their house, or they had a little bit of land and you could get that land, or they had a little bit of money put away and you could get that money. I do not believe for a second, and I usually don't try to give my opinion on here very often, but I do not believe for a second that these leaders were looking out for these people's good interests. They had motives, and they used these young girls, whether it be that they got a hold of some bad meat or rye, or they were told to act like this. Either way, they used those young girls as a means to cause hysteria and division. And they did it very, very well. They had these people so terrified that the devil was amongst them. And in their neighbors, they were torturing these People in jail. They were looking for the devil's mark on them. They were accusing them of all kinds of things, all based on fear. And when you stop and you think about that, it weighs heavily on you. Super heavy. And I know that there are jokes out there about the witch trials, and I know that we you know we kind of distance ourselves from it but i just want you all to sit down for a minute and think about the implications of what these people did they drug innocent elderly people out of their homes and they threw them into these hovels that they called jails and they let them sit there and they tortured them and they tortured their families and then they made their families watch while they murdered them when you stop and think about it. It's scary when you stop and think about it. And again, these families are still not healed from this. Hopefully nothing, and I don't think it ever will, but hopefully nothing like the Salem's shore ever happens again. If you haven't really studied the subject in depth, please do so because it is horrifying when you get down into the nitty gritty of it. It is horrible when you go down that rabbit hole, of who these people were and the accusations they were throwing around. It is scary and it is frustrating because these were innocent people who did nothing wrong and never murdered. And I'm passionate about that in case you (laughs) haven't noticed by my voice. It just, it angers me. It angers me a lot to think about what these people went through. And so, again, if you haven't really researched it for yourself, please do so, because it's a lot heavier than I think people realize. It's a lot scarier than I think people realize. And with that, I will leave you for the next episode. Until then, bye.